seduce, euphoria, and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it. I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. 
Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Hello and welcome to Women's Magazine. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco. And this is Global Val here. Thanks for tuning in uh, this Friday and maybe other Fridays as well. And uh, certainly hope you're having a good day out there. I know it's a little wet, a little little drippy. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully you're staying warm and, uh, and, and feeling good. And uh, we're feeling good around here at Mutiny Radio today because it's Friday. You know, and, and that always makes me happy uh, because we're here. I'm here for uh, Women's Magazine from 2 to 3 p.m. And then, of course, from 3 to 6 p.m. for the Common Thread Collective with Diamond Dave. And if you tune in, stay tuned today around 3.15 here, uh, we're going to get a call from Supervisor Aaron Peskin. Uh, recently re-elected after a, a few years hiatus off of the Board of Supervisors. So he's going to be giving us a call in to let us know what's been going on. And you know what's been going on is a lot of funny business. And I don't mean just here in San Francisco. I'm talking about around the country. We've had all sorts of crazy shit going on and things that just, you know, they're just a little fishy, you know? Um, when... Uh, for for instance, for instance, um, so last week on the on the East Coast, uh, there was a, a huge blizzard, um, terrible storms, and uh, of course, you know that that means that things get closed down, uh, schools close, roads close, and um, the Senate closed, the co- you know the Senate, the U.S. Senate, and um, so it was closed, and then and then uh, for a day, and then the day after the storm. Um, there was something that was kind of funny happening in Congress that day. Uh, what happened was that as, uh, as, as the, um, well, the acting, uh, chair of the day, who was, uh, Senator, uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, she looked around the room and she realized that there was just something kind of strange about what was going on in Congress that day. And uh, I think I'd like to let her speak for herself. Now, if I can get to, here we go. Let's see, what what kind of funny business was happening in the U.S. Senate? Um, Senator, Senator, could you, could you chime in? Yes, I understand, busy woman. Okay, we'll have to wait for her to approach the, approach the, uh, the stand here. I think she's ready to tell us. I might also note, just for a little historical perspective, that as we convene this morning, you look around the chamber, and the presiding officer is female. All of our parliamentarians are female. Our floor managers are female. All of our pages are female. Now, this was not orchestrated in any way, shape, or form. We came in this morning, looked around, and thought, something is different this morning. Different in a good way, I might add. But something is, is genuinely different, and I think it's genuinely fabulous. Thank you, Senator Lisa Murkowski, Republican of Alaska, for uh, showing us that in Washington, D.C., isn't it kind of funny that when the Senate shuts down for a day and then they're supposed to go back to work, that the only people who showed up for work were women. Welcome to Women's Magazine. Today, the topic is funny business. And I'm going to be back in just a moment or so with our funny uh, business queen here at Mutiny Radio. I'm talking about Pam Benjamin, host of Pam Tassik's Comedy Clubhouse, and so much more. Uh, she's going to be with me today. We're going to be talking about some upcoming events and uh, maybe some, maybe the nature of uh, some of her 
Some of her comedy and free speech, you know, are all about free speech here at Mutiny Radio. And then we're going to look at some other funny business. I'm talking about San Francisco City Hall looking like sitting in some pretty hot water right now for this, that, or the other reason. And we'll talk more about that. And also, well, related, of course, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, dun 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 is coming to San Francisco. And, uh... I'm not really sure why, because San Francisco doesn't have a football team. So that's kind of funny, too. So uh, stay with me, and uh, we'll be back in a moment to welcome uh, Pam Benjamin. Hang on. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine. Animals put together. Come on. Instead of just kicking me, why don't they give me a lift? Well, it must be a plot. Because they're scared that I got such a gift. Oh, sure. Let's go. Well, I'm miffed. Hey. Because I'm the greatest star. I am by far. But no one knows. Why they're going to hear a voice. A silver flute. They'll cheer each two. Hey, that finish <laughs> terrific. Mm, when I expose it. Now, can't you see to look at me that I'm a natural Camille? As Camille, I just feel I've so much to offer. Hey, listen, kid, I know I'd be divine because I'm a natural coffer. <coughs> Some ain't got it, not a lump. I'm a great big clump of talent. Laugh. <laughs> They'll bend in half. Did you ever hear a story about the traveling salesman? A thousand jokes. Stick around for the jokes. Sure. A thousand faces. I reiterate, when you're gifted, then you're gifted. These are facts. I got no axe to In all of the world so far, I'm the greatest star. No autographs, please. Huh? What? What did she say? You think beautiful girls are going to stay down forever? Yeah. I should say not. Any minute now, they're going to be out. Finished! Then it'll be my turn. Ma! 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 Who is the pip with pizzazz? Who is all ginger and jazz? Who is as glamour as sad? An American beauty rose with an American beauty nose and ten American beauty toes. Eyes on the target and wham! One shot, one gunshot, and bam! Hey, Mr. Keeney! Here I am! Well, of course, that's funny, girl. Uh, Lady Barbara Streisand. And because the name of today's show, today, the theme of today's women's magazine is funny business. Thanks for listening. I'm Global Val. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm. And I am happy to welcome my guest for today. Uh, uh, well, Pam Benjamin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Val. It's great to be here. I'm glad you're here today, too. Um, you know, a little little backstory. We're both here. We're both DJs at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Pam also is our program director. She's been kicking ass for the past couple years, year and a half or so. Through, uh, two and a half. Coming up on three years this June. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and Pam, you do so much for the station, and I want to thank you for that. Um, but I also know that you do a ton for the local comedy scene. Yeah, uh, definitely down with the comedy here in San Francisco. Yeah, I've been, uh, actually tonight is the four-year anniversary of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. So that's mm. every Friday. It's the 216th show. Wow. Uh, yeah, every Friday from 8 to 10, uh, bringing the comedy, providing a stage for San Francisco's underground comedy community that's extensive and uh and it's, it's great because the i've watched the show grow over the years and uh you know we get we had the most downloads almost consistently since the show started so it's really great and people are listening to comedy which makes me happy because i think that comedy is very political at least i i try to make it political yeah i mean and it's it's really cool because i know that 
uh, comedy is something that's really hard for a lot of people to break into. And, and, and often they have a hard time even getting stage time at like open mics and stuff. So you've really provided a big array of opportunities for people to come here to Mutiny Radio and, and uh, kind of stretch, stretch their legs, so to speak. And, right, and it's great because everything's recorded. So a lot of comedians will record their sets on their, you know, crappy little phones or whatever and go home and listen. But we provide them with you know, a good MP3 that they can go back and review their work. But then also other people can listen to them worldwide. So it's it's great. I mean, it's it's important. I also run Joke Workshop. It's been going for two years now, every Monday from 6 to 8. And that's where um, comedians come in and work out their new material. And then there's a, a open mic on Fridays that I just started called Happy Hour, and it's from 6 to 8. And uh, the comedy community kind of goes around. People say, oh, well, everyone goes through mutiny when they start because we're really welcoming and... Um, it's just a really comfortable place to do comedy. People don't feel nervous for some reason in this space, which is great. I think that we've created a safe space for them to tell their dick jokes. Yeah. And it's not its not just dick jokes. but um, It's true, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's its a free speech platform. It's, yes. So that's something that, I mean, politically speaking, you and I are definitely on the same page with the, with the free speech. Right. And, and language, I mean, all language is political. So even when you're doing, when I, I find it to be the best platform for feminism, which I have a new joke, which is, great because you know i don't want to be called a feminist but it's the only world that word that doesn't have the word men in it that describes women <laughs> human female person everything is the language we're subjugated by our prefix like there isn't just what what else can you call women that doesn't have the word men in it other than feminist good call thanks yeah it's, it's not men it's it's not it's men yeah right. feminist it's the word men is not in it anywhere so that's great. That's it's like the only word because even even peephole, right? I mean, it's not spelled that way, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> so it's like, right? Yeah. All the words they're all skewed toward the male, toward the masculine. And so, uh, as a feminist comedian, I try to point that out. <laughs> that's a good call, and and you know, it. I, I'm glad we're talking about it because there there are female. Uh, comedians, you know, the French would spell it with a double E and an E at the end, comedienne, you know, to distinguish that it's a female um, or a feminine. Um, but so right, even, even the language in that way, the masculine and the feminine in, in Spanish and Latin languages, I mean, it trips us up. But Good yeah. call. Good call. So, you know, I, I remember kind of a couple, a few years back when uh, you started doing comedy. Yeah. And and then you started hosting the club, the clubhouse, and and then expanded from there uh, to the joke workshop and the and the happy hour. And it is predominantly dudes. It is. It it, it started out, and it was when I started four and a half years ago in comedy. I would say it was ten percent women, ninety percent dudes, um, and now it's about thirty percent women, and seventy percent dudes. So uh, the women, there's definitely more female comedians, and there seems to be more. Every day, uh, I say that with, you know, it's like, ugh, someone else taking my stage time. But, I, I mean, every year at New Year's, you see it. It's like, all of a sudden, the lines are longer. There's more people. You have to fight at an open mic for stage time because it's like everyone's New Year's resolution. I'm going to be a comedian, you know. <laughs> I'm going to express myself. So, that's great. And it'll be great to see who sticks in and who doesn't. I mean, I've only been in it four and a half years, and I've seen people come and go. A lot of them. So, it's it's not for the faint of heart comedy is not you have to really want to do it or really have something to say and really otherwise you just it could be just soul crushing yeah I've <laughs> seen that I've seen that without getting too personal I used to date a comedian so I know about that soul crushing nature yeah, yeah. of trying so hard to get people to listen I'm like dude I'm right here um but anyhow so but with your comedy um and something that I've noticed just kind of from seeing a lot of it a uh, local kind of you know underground or you know you know am amateur uh sure. comedians coming up and going around town and stuff um a lot of people try really really hard to be funny and and unfortunately they they often fall short what i noticed about you is that once you decided to do comedy you were instantly getting the feedback you were instantly like capturing the audience and and their imaginations and all this stuff so what what kind of uh what inspires you when you're writing your jokes and your comedy well uh, as you as you might know i come from a poetry background so things were very different for me when i moved from poetry to comedy in that i find poetry and comedy to be the same thing and that it's crafting language to elicit an, a, a, an emotional response so 
you know, in a poem, you can make people feel sad or happy or angry or political, or you can change their minds. And that's sort of the idea of is that they, they understand what you're thinking and feeling at that moment. I think comedy is the same thing, but the desired response is laughter. So when I moved from, I really moved from poetry to comedy because there wasn't enough stage time for me in poetry. And I, I wasn't one of those poets that takes their book and reads it. I was a memorizer. I was a, a more of a performance poet. So, and I enjoy being in front of crowds and that, what the whatnot. And, and I, it, the thing I learned from poetry is that as long as they're silent, you win. As long as they're not getting a beer, talking to their friend, getting up to smoke, going outside, if they're quiet, you win. You got them. They were listening to you. So as a comedian, I don't think I've, I don't perceive that I've bombed as much as, because when people are quiet, I don't consider it a bomb. It just means for me, oh, they're listening. Now, I prefer <laughs> laughter. Sure. And I like, like, visceral response. But if they're quiet, and so th that's what changed my perception of open mics in the beginning, is that, no, no offense to poets, but it was better than poetry. Like, it was, it was easier to engage the, the crowd with comedy than it was with poetry. And I remember being at Amnesia on a Tuesday night and reading a poem that I really wanted to get across and it was heartfelt and no one was listening. And I said, do I have to take off my shirt for you to listen? And everyone said, yes. And so I took off my shirt and they listened to my poem and I'm like, yay, well, that was easy. But you know, in, in comedy, I only have to metaphorically take off my shirt and I've already got them. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I also try not to use my sexuality. Well, I've never tried to use my sexuality in order to you know, I'm not the kind of comedian that puts on lipstick and, and, and cute bras and shows off my tushy and, like, prances around and does dick jokes. I'm trying to, I don't know, be myself. And that political stance, I mean, you can't, you can't sell hair, hair dye to people with self-esteem. And I haven't dyed my hair in, like, 12 years, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, and, and, well, it's interesting. I mean, you're talking about, like, you know, taking off a shirt and stuff like that. But I, there is something about being on stage where um, it, it, it's, a, it's a position where you have some sort of power over the room, maybe, right? If you're, <laughs> if you're you know, it, it's hit or miss, of course. Um, and it's got to be kind of interesting to be sometimes the only woman in the room, uh, up on stage with a room full of dudes. Um, what, what, I mean, how do how do you uh, kind of wield that? Um, what do you think? What do you think kind of gets them like from your comedy? Like, what's uh, what 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 hits? Um, but uh, with guys, if it was a room full of guys, I'd just do my grossest jokes, like my butthole jokes. Um, I do some of my cat masturbation stuff. That's mostly for, that's more like for girls and feminists. I try not to bring out, if it was a room full of specifically guys, I'm probably not going to throw out too many feminist jokes, unless my, my, my one that everyone seems to like is knock knock. Who's there? Feminism. Feminism who? I can get my own door, thanks. It's kind of <laughs> like the precept of feminism, which people usually like. Um, but, and then again, I try not to attune to my audience too much. Yeah. Because you don't want to tailor all of your material to your audience. I don't know. I've been feeling it out lately. And guys, don't make me nervous. I, I've always hung out with guys. I actually prefer the company of men to the company of women. Not because I like really... Well, I do. I really like guys. And they're just easier to get along with, I think, than women. Or, But that's such a stupid generalization. But for you, just I mean, it's just me. like from your own... I mean, I grew up with well brothers, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, and I think that that's an interesting... Uh, you know, kind of angle to come from is, you know, if you're, because uh, uh, it's sometimes hard to hang with, with just a bunch of dudes, you know, right? You're like, I don't even, well, yeah, I I'm, I'm getting out of here. I mean, I skateboard, I don't wear makeup, I wear jeans and t-shirts. I'm not, I haven't, I never, I never wear makeup unless I, I have a big show, you know? <coughs> yeah, and if you, I have a big show, I'll wear makeup. And you have, and you've had, um, You've performed, I mean, obviously here probably a thousand times, but uh, you've performed at some, some pretty big clubs and festivals. Tell, yeah. Where, where, have um, you, where have you got booked and and? Uh, well, I've only been down. on the, the Sunday showcase at the Punchline once, and I've only been up at Cobbs once. Um, Cobbs is a pretty big, it was I mean, really they, big. they get some pretty big names at Cobbs. They, they don't really uh, open up their list too much. So that's, Well, it was, a, it was a special show. With Anyways, it was for Halloween. It was great. I loved it. I had a great time. So, But I've only done the big rooms once but I mean I'm all over, I've done slims once that was exciting that was a big show um but I mean everywhere um I mostly perform 
Well, it's whenever, whatever, wherever anybody books me. You know? Right. You've done some tours as well. Yeah, right? I've done a, I've done two tours. I've done two tours of the Northwest, and they've been very successful. Last year in August, I did a tour in Seattle and Portland for the. Uh, I went up there for the Hilarious Comedy Festival. I was accepted in a festival. It was really, really great. I had a wonderful time, and that going to that festival actually was what inspired me to have a festival here at the station, because it was like. Comedian summer camp. It was so much fun. And I met so many comedians from all over the nation. And in fact, last week, one of them that I'd met in Seattle, he came out to visit here at San Francisco from Pennsylvania. He's a headliner in Pennsylvania. And he did a bunch of shows here. And he, when he was leaving, he came to Joke Workshop and then he left. And he was like, Pam, he's like, there's nothing like this in Pennsylvania. He's like, no one's doing anything like this. I was like, Andy, thank you. And even got on, on the microphone. He's like, you guys should really be stoked on Pam. Like, nobody does this. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Andy. It's really great for you to say that. And he'd been doing, he's been doing comedy for 11 years. So, and for him to be on the panel was great for the, for the younger comedians who've only been doing it for, you know, six months, two years or what have you. So right. uh, he gave great comments and he's a comedian I really trust because he headlines all the time at their improv and um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, and, and just the fact that we were talking earlier, like Pam Tassel's Comedy Clubhouse has been almost pretty much the whole time um, the number one show yeah. of downloads here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Comedy Festival yes. coming up. Tell us about it. Right, so the Comedy Festival is March 2nd through 6th, and we have uh, 22 comedians visiting from all over the United States and then also Germany. We have a German comic coming in. Uh, actually, something exciting on the 5th, which is next month, we have a comedy from Sweden, a comedian from Sweden coming. Not for the festival, just anytime anyone rolls through town now. So I found out about the Swedish guy from one of my friends who's in Portland. And so I've made so many connections in Portland and Seattle that whenever they're coming down, they say, hey, we're coming down, and I hook them up with shows, and they tell people, and then that helps grow the station because they're from far away, and people can listen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we've already sort of become this hub for comedians when they're coming to San Francisco to have a place to perform and have a longer set and, um, and then have a recording and have people listen, et cetera. But, and that's the great thing about the festival is that we're bringing in 22 comedians from all over, and all their people in Georgia, South Carolina, Massachusetts, New York, Utah, Texas, South Carolina, I already say that, Florida, um, Michigan, Indiana, Washington, Oregon, all of their people can listen to the podcasts or can listen online or can, you know, it, we only have 30 seats here, so it shouldn't be that crazy, you know, we're doing... We only have 150 seats to sell every day, so right, and it shouldn't be. It should it should work out. I hope. And <laughs> tell everybody the dates and how they can get uh, tickets if they want to come for the day or for the week, or um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's 25 shows in five days, all here at the station. Every show is 50 minutes long, and uh, the shows are individually ten dollars. But if you buy a day pass, meaning all five shows on one particular day, it is a mere thirty-five dollars, a fifteen-dollar savings. And if you uh, buy right now with our special buy now buttons and use the discount code, you can get an extra 10% off. And if you tweet it or Google Plus it, you can get another 10% off. So right now you can get a $35 day pass for like 27 bucks, which is great. Um, and then same thing with the uh, festival pass. It's $150, so it would normally be $250 if you bought all the tickets individually. But it's $150 for the festival pass, which also gets you uh, the festival t-shirt, which also gets you into all of the parties that we're having. Uh, it gets you into the green tent. If you get a festival pass, you're VIP. And um, if you buy that now, you can also do that 20% off by tweeting and Google Plusing and then using the discount code. But we're not offering discounts or discount codes for any of the individual shows, just for the package deals. Because gotcha. I'm really trying to push the package. Yeah. Um, I know marketing. <laughs> I'm just so P trying to learn about that. Push the package, Pam. Push the package. Where's the, how do they get tickets? Um, all the tickets are available on universe.com. You can also go to our Facebook page under Buy Tickets on the front bar and they're all right there. You can just click buy now. They're also on the front of our website on the main page. There's two different places in the website you can access them and the buttons are right there. Buy now. You just go right. straight to the site. On our mutinyradio.fm mutinyradio.fm website. Yeah. So very cool. We've already sold two tickets for the Your Feelings Don't Matter show on Saturday night. 
from nine to ten. We sold two tickets. So cool. And the, the dates again? March. March second through um, Sunday the sixth. And there are three other like let's say that oh my pocketbook can't handle it. I can't do it. Well, not only can you listen live or download every show after, no problem for free because we're all about free free speech. But we have three different parties that you can attend that will have other. You know, so all week at Asiento, if you go to Asiento and you say that you came because of the festival, happy hour prices all week long. So please go to us, come to the festival, and then go to Asiento and right. Uh, and show that's them your just ticket and that's just up the up the corner on Twenty First and Bryant. We're here at Twenty First in Florida. Uh, so on Wednesday three two, which is the first day of the festival, Asiento is hosting us for an opening night party. So they're going to be having snacks. You can meet the comedians. It's going to be a great time. On Thursday. Uh, at midnight at the Eagle, SF Eagle, which is an amazing bar, uh, queer bar, with an incredible back patio. Usually on Thursdays they have a cover. They're forgoing the cover for us. So everybody can come hang out with the comics. They're doing special drink prices. And then we're having a free comedy show at midnight that's going to be um, showcasing 10 of the comedians from the festival. So that'll be really exciting, and it's free, so you can be a part of it. And then the the best party is um, on Saturday from 2 to 4 at Brainwash. They're another one of our sponsors. With PBR, which is another one of our sponsors, are offering free beer for everyone. The audience, everybody. 2 to 4 on uh, Saturday three, the 5th, Saturday 3-5 from 2 to 4 in the afternoon is a comedy show with all of the comedians from the festival. Tony Sparks will be hosting, so it'll be the Brainwash experience, but PBRs are going to be free. So... Come out. I mean, so if you can't make it here and it's just too cost prohibitive for you, don't worry. You can you could still be a part of it and access it live and uh, come to some of our our great events. And we have six amazing sponsors. We're sponsored by PBR, by Alta California Botanicals, a great great tincture company that's providing a bunch of stuff for gift bags and then also giving us money. They they paid for our flyers. They're paying for the T-shirts. They're Awesome. Uh, Subliminal SF has done all of our artwork for everything from t-shirts to posters to flyers. They're awesome. Uh, and then Brainwash, Asiento, and Eagle SF. So those are our six sponsors, and we're just so lucky that we haven't put a dime out of pocket yet. Way to go, Pam. So. Way to, way to, way to <laughs> wrangle uh, up a bunch of uh, sponsors. And it, really, and it shows that, obviously... Um, you know, these sponsors and the people who are participating in the festival believe in, in uh, the projects that you're doing here, believe in, in uh, giving a platform to uh, comedians of all ages. I was going to say young comedians, but, you know, you could be a fresh comedian and be old. Um, you know, it could be uh, any age, really. You could be anything and, and, well, and get up there. And The people in the festival, I'm really proud of this, that we have almost half women that are participating. So out of the 42 comics that are that you'll be seeing over the tw uh, 25 shows in five days, almost half of them are women. Uh, we have two uh, trans comedians. We have a couple of queer folk on, on both sides of the fence. We have uh, black people. We have a Chinese comic. We have a Native American. We're all over the map. It's not just white dudes. So uh, there are a lot of those too. But it's not primarily, it's very diverse and I'm, I'm excited. And I didn't even try for that. I wasn't like, I'm going to go for diversity. I picked the best comics that applied. So, you know, there were over 150 submissions from out of town and I whittled it down to 24. So, and then two of them, unfortunately, couldn't make it. So it's just 22 comics, but that's a lot. It's perfect. I was kind of expecting two of them to dump out last minute because of plane flights and money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, and then for the in-town comics, I got to choose from 60 people. I got to choose my 20 favorites. So Very I'm, cool. I'm really excited because I think that the caliber of talent in the festival is really great. And, and you guys are going to, you're going to laugh. And there's such great themed shows. Like on Sunday, we have the Roast of Jesus. It's going to be all religious material. Um, <laughs> Religion's have, always funny. It's going to be great. There's um, an all, cats, 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 all, all animal material. We have uh, that show too, Crazy Cat People. An underwear only show. And uh, one of our performers, Wednesday Weiss, is coming from Portland, Oregon. She actually has a strip comedy show that she does up there in Portland. So she can be in her underwear. She's a stripper. That's going to be fun. Um, and then my other favorite show I'm excited for is the Super Sober versus Super Stone. So we're going to have a person on stage, totally sober, do their set. They're going to go out by the door, stand in the window, smoke a blunt to the face where we all can see them, and then come back in and do it again or do something different. And we'll just, it'll be fun to see the difference between. <laughs> being super sober and then wicked stoned. This, this is experimental 
comedy, folks. This is Experimental Radio. This is Mutiny Radio, and you're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val, and this is you're listening to Pam Benjamin, uh, uh, the host of longstanding, happy four-year anniversary host of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse tonight. Yes. What time? 8 to 10. 8 to 10 every Friday night here. Every Friday till the wheels fall off, man. That's right. And then, then, we, <laughs> then we shut down and, and turn off the lights and respect our neighbors and uh, and do all the good stuff to make sure that Mutiny Radio is a place where people can continue to come and uh, express themselves in, in oh so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're doing great work with the Common Thread Collective. So many people roll through here every week and every week is totally different. And although you're going to get great comedy and music every week, I mean, the only thing that's the same is James Conrad every week reads um, <laughs> a chapter from his book. It's like one of the only things that's always happening. You Other know than that? Who knows? Oh, oh, we absolutely never, never, never know. And yeah, I mean, yeah, James coming in to read Zerto Clean's House has been actually really helped me like keep track of how many shows we did last last year oh i i I added it up i was like how many shows did we do last year and i added it up and we produced uh 45 common thread collectives and 25 women's magazines with it's for a total of 70 shows in the year 2015 wow so I'm pretty proud of that. Absolutely. And I'm proud of us uh, yeah. for for all the things that everybody here does at the station to make sure that we uh, keep our doors open, keep our microphones mostly functional. Mostly. And uh, <laughs> and and people coming in and sharing the, in this community space in a city where often a lot of a lot of these places um, art spaces are are kind of dwindling unfortunately. Hey, so today's uh, theme uh, if you if you got another minute or so Pam. Yeah, today's theme is funny business of course because you're here talking about the the mutiny radio comedy festival coming up in march um but also because some of the weird shit going around san francisco right now any comment absolutely uh i am so unhappy about the super bowl i am so i you touched on it earlier uh the santa clara 49ers are not in san francisco the thing that I don't like about the Levi Arena is not just the stupid name, but there there's no public transportation to get there. It is an impossibility to get from San Francisco proper to Santa Clara to a large stadium without taking, first you take the train, then you take two shuttle buses. So they've made it impossible for people to get there without a car. So we're basically catering to the car culture. They're charging $40 to park. It's insane. The, the freeways are huge, they're completely problematic. They didn't change that at all. We've got people coming in from all over the world to San Francisco. Go to Santa Clara, give them the money. Go stay in the Best Western. Why you gotta be here? Things are, do you know how much the tickets are? The tickets started at like like $800, $850, something like that. No, that's like to stand in the parking lot. It's (laughs) the lowest price ticket that you can get right now is $7,000. And that's in the nosebleed, nosebleed seats. And the t- tickets keep going up. They have $20,000 tickets. And, you know, here's the other thing that makes me crazy. Whenever, when I watch that game or I see it, I don't even want to watch it. When there's a kid in the audience, there's no price break for kids. That means that Good. some yeah. rich, douchey tech guru or whatever. I don't want to say guru. I don't even just, I don't want to swear on your show. Is why I'm trying not to, trying it's to okay. hold my language together. <laughs> rich, techie, douchebag. I swear. They, so. Sometimes. Can you imagine spending 20 grand for your kid to sit next to you, for, you might, for a game? You might as well send him to college. And absolutely. And it just, it, it incenses me. It makes me so angry how much money is being thrown. Can, it, can, what they do, okay, so we just got these chairs for free from a hotel. You know what they were going to do to them? Throw them in the garbage. Each of these chairs must have cost at least 20 bucks, but when they revamped the hotel, because, oh, if you didn't notice, we were getting ready for the Super Bowl, we're getting new furnishings, we're doing everything new, they just throw it away. The wastefulness, and the, it, I'm looking downtown, I nanny, and on 4th Street, they've shut it down in front of the Moscone Center, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse. Not only have they shut streets down to, to people who live here, but all these people are coming in, and yeah, maybe they created jobs for a week. But just the astronomical Maybe. amount of money that, that this is nothing. This is entertainment. Football didn't even exist 150 years ago. <laughs> hey, can we find any humor in it? I We'll see what happens when the, when the ISIS comes in and blows them up. I mean, I don't know. Like oh, this, I think the CIA is going to have some kind of underground plot. to. Oh, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm scared, though. These I want to get out of the city. I mean, it's going to be insane. 
I already saw accidents yesterday because of because of the shutdown on Fourth Street. Someone tried to turn um, onto Fourth from somewhere where they weren't supposed to, and they ran into another truck, and they had to shut down Fifth Street. And it was this huge like. And it's got to be because they're already shutting down streets and everyone's confused. Yeah, I was driving into the city today and uh, it's going to be, the Embarcadero is going to be closed. Everything south of Washington Street, which is basically Washington kind of delineates where you would hit North Beach yeah. um, from the Embarcadero. So, and that's going to be closed for like almost, almost two weeks. Almost two like, weeks. I don't know why it's happening. A, like we have like a week of events before the Super Bowl and then it's still going on for like five days after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So funny business afoot here in San Francisco, and scandals and costs. And funnier uh, than that, the, the, what they're doing with the questionably housed population and how they've been moving them around. Big time. And how they're, what, Ed Lee got the $2 million. Where did he spend it? The only thing I've seen is that in front of the old mint, there's trees now. Like they planted some bushes in front of the old mint. That's the only beautification I've seen. And all these tourists are going to come in and throw their garbage all over our city, just like it's Disneyland. Ah, oh, just throw it on the ground. Someone will pick it up. It's going to... This is, I mean, yeah. I don't think that we've truly prepared for this kind of mayhem. I don't think so either. And, you know, it's, um, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about it because I'm going to talk about it a little bit more after this next musical break. Uh, but the, uh, I don't know, I love, oh yeah, I know some, I know some people who have gotten um, jobs at other Super Bowls as drivers. Oh. And so we're not just talking about the people who are coming here to stay here and go to the Super Bowl, which is like this all American thing, whatever. Okay. But um, all the players, all the managers, all the big time, like retired players, you know, they all get drivers. They all get, you know, town cars and SUVs and all this stuff. And um, so it's not just people who are driving to and from and trying to like live out their dream of seeing the Super Bowl. But also you've got all these folks who are coming in to play the game who are going to be treated like VIP by the NFL. Right. And so you're going to have, in addition to folks driving uh, you know just you know you have all these um, private privately owned vehicles cruising around driving players to press conferences and back to their hotels and out to special parties and you know i just want to say everybody should probably just stay home this week you, you, they, they might as well fly from sfo to san jose i mean honestly <laughs> it'd probably take less time to fly from sfo to san jose than it will to get in a lincoln town car and get to the levi center I mean, it's an, it's going to be insane. I, we're just we're just completely ill prepared for this, and it's raining. And I just can't believe that we're so heartless for the money that they're clearing out the tent people that have been living in tents like on Fifteenth Street. And I know the owner of a bar called the Wooden Nickel. It used to be Truck, and they came up to her and they're like, "You gotta, you can't let the people be." They were taking away people's homes. Just yeah, the DPW was just coming and picking people's stuff stuff up. And throwing it in the back of the truck. Yeah. And all, just all of it. it. And not even, not to move them somewhere else, but to right. throw just it to away. Get get rid of the, get rid of it. Yeah. And I was listening and, and they, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the mayor's office is like, well, we don't, we haven't like been making any sort of concerted effort to like make the homeless move. But then they interviewed some homeless people and, <laughs> and, uh, the, they're like, no, the cops are out here like every day and they, they're they not holding back. They're like, yeah, you got to move out. Of, you got to get out of here for the Super Bowl. You can come back after the Super Bowl. Right. So anyhow, lots of funny business. Pam Benjamin, thanks thank for being, a, so for being a funny artist um, and uh, a quintessential part of the Mutiny Radio uh, community here and uh, keeping free speech alive. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes um, to wrap up the show, the final 10 minutes of the show, um, as we discuss some of the other funny business going on in San Francisco and surrounding the Super Bowl and uh, you know we gotta we gotta actually tap into to the society of San Francisco City Hall
golden age, the golden age. I'm thinking of City Hall and that gilded dome, uh, which we we love so much as a as a local. Um, you know, I think it's probably the most beautiful building in San Francisco. But there's so much dirty business happening in that really clean, clean hall of uh, of civic participation. And uh, oh, I mean, where to start? Well, we've been talking about the Super Bowl. Um, and Super Bowl is, is presumed uh, assumed to be costing the city of San Francisco around five million dollars, which doesn't seem like a whole lot of money to a world class city like San Francisco. Um, well, that would be um, the case if it weren't for the fact that, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm referring to uh, Aaron Peskin, our, our new supervisor, or returning supervisor, who's back in City Hall, um, who noted that. Uh, the city is facing a $100 million budget deficit for the fiscal year beginning July 1st. So there's been a bunch of uproar here in San Francisco, um, even the, from the Board of Supervisors, because uh, they, we have the the Super Bowl host committee here in San Francisco, um, part of the folks who, you know, are organizing this big downtown uh, blocking off of all these city streets to have Super Bowl City and, and the, the, the Super Bowl experience at Mon- Moscone Center and all this stuff, you know, for um, the upcoming game, um, week week of games. And interestingly enough, on the committee for the, the host committee here in San Francisco for the Super Bowl is uh, Nathan Bayard, I don't, uh, Ballard Bayard, who not surprisingly, used to be the spokesperson for Mayor Gavin Newsom, um, who many uh, attribute um, the loss of the San Francisco 49ers to um, as he was cutting deals with with York, um, the young York, who uh, decided to take the San Francisco 49ers out of San Francisco, build Levi Stadium, um, which many believe to be a very cursed place. Um, I don't, I don't want to curse anybody, of course. Um, but What's been happening is that all these plans for the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl city here in San Francisco, uh, all these events have have just kind of been planned and and they they haven't really been very well thought out. Um, There there was actually a report last week, this past week, about how um, the... SFMTA, the Municipal Transportation Authority that runs, you know, Muni and, and the parking tickets and the and the streets and things like that um they've actually been asking MT, sfmta employees to volunteer at super bowl city you know like go put on a big security coat or something and stand outside at the gate and as a volunteer position um but the odd thing is the funny business is that um they're they're, they're being asked to do this while they're on the job so it's like Imagine you work at the SFMTA, you got an office job, you show up for work, um, you're getting paid, and then for two of those hours, or maybe four of those hours, you actually are not at your job, you're volunteering at Super Bowl City, but you're still getting paid. So that's some funny business. Also, um, you know, if you've ever been down to Justin Herman Plaza, um, down there at the end of... Market Street, right, the Embarcadero, across the street from the Ferry Building. There are all those vendors that are always there. And so um, because that's where they're setting up this big Super Bowl city thing, um, all of the vendors who are there, and and not just the, the street artists, but also the vending carts, you know, the Stanley Steamer hot dogs guys, um, they've, just, they've just been asked to leave. And it's it, for three weeks. And they, and they got letters from the Arts Commissions, uh, the, the letters got letters from the Arts Commission saying, you can't be there, you cannot sell your, your goods in Justin Herman Plaza for the next three weeks. Um, so over 70 artists have applied for this temporary um, uh, license permit to sell their goods higher up on Market Street, like 4th Street, um, but there are only 10 spots being allotted. So you have over 70 artists who are applying for 10 spots uh, to try to uh, continue to keep their businesses open for the three weeks that they're being told by the city, um, kind of offhandedly, not uh, without a whole lot of warning, that they can't operate their businesses, which they're legally sanctioned to do. They have their business licenses. They're, they're always there. Um, so the artists, uh, vendors are getting kicked out. The, the vending carts are getting kicked out of their normal locations. And, and this is disastrous for, um, these folks. I mean, those are not big businesses. You know, if they've got, if they, if they can't have their, operate their business and, and make their money for three weeks, that, 
doesn't let them pay their bills. So the city is basically pushing, pushing out people who essentially, if visitors are coming to San Francisco, they're going to go see. This would be an opportunity for uh, visitors to come and patronize the, the artist vendors, uh, the, the street uh, hot dog guys and all that stuff. Um, but no, they're getting pushed out for this, this vision uh, of the uh, San Francisco uh, Super Bowl host committee. Um, so yeah, $5 million uh, out of the city coffers um, to you know, uh, pay for a lot of city services. Um, again, doesn't sound like it would be, in theory, too much money for a city like San Francisco. Um, but as, as we heard, uh, the city is facing a $100 million budget deficit um, beginning uh, the fiscal year July 1st. So we're not really sitting pretty. Um, uh, in addition to that, speaking of sitting pretty or not so pretty, uh, we've got an Im immense housing and homelessness problem here in San Francisco. And it's, you know, we've, there's, there's been homeless in San Francisco for a few decades, but uh, having grown up here um, and lived here most of my life, uh, I've noticed that just in the past few months, there has been an exponential growth of the number of homeless encampments, especially, uh, you know, of course, under uh, shelter, like under freeways and things. We're in an El Nino season. We've had lots of rain, which is wonderful for us, for the state of California. Um, but it, it can really pose, um, you know, a huge threat to the wellness of people who uh, are unfortunate enough to not have a normal roof over their heads. Um, a lot of the, uh, the recent um, number of homeless people that, that at a recent count, rather, um, was saying that there are over 7,000 homeless people in San Francisco. 7,000. So that means that they're sleeping in doorways, they're sleeping in tents, they're sleeping un under awnings, they're sleeping under the freeway. Um, there's whole villages that have popped up, like south of Army Street, or Cesar Chavez Street, um, also on Division Street, under the freeway again. Um, and they're getting hustled out. They're getting shoved over because the Super Bowl's coming. Um, and of course, the, the mayor's office denies that they have any sort of systematic plan to push them out, even though he made a statement several months ago, a very controversial statement, saying that when the Super Bowl comes, we're going to kind of clean up these streets and the homeless people kind of got to go somewhere. Um, and they have these, they've set up these navigation centers that are supposed to be for uh, homeless folks to go in and, um, you know, get services or get redirected or something. Um, but according to a lot of the people who are living under the freeways and in these, uh, in these, uh, I mean, they're real like tent cities. Um, they've been getting harassed by the police recently. Um, and the police aren't, aren't holding back. They're like, you got, it's the Super Bowl's coming. We're cleaning up. You can come back after Super Bowl, but right now you got to pick up all your stuff and you got to move it across the street. You can't be here anymore. So for the $5 million that this is going to be costing the city of San Francisco, um, to host the Super Bowl events for a week, um, we could really do a lot to help the the unhoused citizens of San Francisco. And many of them, um, you know, there's a lot of stigma around homelessness, but many, many, many of these uh, folks who are homeless right now were uh, formerly housed here in San Francisco and got evicted or lost, lost their lease and can't pay the astronomical rents uh, that that are being asked uh, as the market rate here in San Francisco. So a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of unfortunate things uh, to host a Super Bowl, um, but not really host a Super Bowl because we don't even have a, a football team anymore. And I think that's what makes this a bitter stew. Um, it's a bitter stew. So yeah, lots of funny business. <sighs> I hate to get flat. I, 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 you know what? You got to sigh, though. And hopefully you can find uh, some good things that are coming out of it. I know that the Coalition for the Homeless are planning a big action um, around the Super, Super Bowl city um, to, uh, to uh, demonstrate that, um, th that these people are here um, and that they're getting pushed out so that there could be a big party thrown in San Francisco where we can pretend like like we're still riding high in a gilded age. 
So we've just got another minute here on the podcast, um, but I also want to kind of give a preface. Next week, I'm going to be examining a bit more about um, the the funny business, the ugly, the dark side of, uh, of, of uh, well, one of the dark sides 